Ops and that'll be send long name anyway. I'm not gonna get into it right now. What I'm gonna get into is a pretty hot debate that I want to kind of talk about. A lot of gamers are having this fight over PS5 and Xbox Series X. Jeff Keighley recently had an interview where he demolished Xbox's strategy, and I'm inclined to agree with him. And then I'm gonna actually talk about a common, I'm not gonna say misconception, but rather misunderstanding of something. Jeff Keighley said that Xbox is handling things as if it were a cable company that was giving you cable with a subscription and it doesn't have any premium feel to it, it doesn't have like HBO on it, it's just basic cable with Game Pass, while Sony is giving you the premium the experience to have amazing AAA games from first party and sometimes even, yes, third party. And the fact that Sony is catering to next generation rather than this generation, which ultimately holds the next generation back. This is a fact, guys. This is not a joke. If you're making a game for the next generation, then it should use every single power that that console has, every single feature. Make use of it, make it the best. Make it a game that when you look at it, you're like, holy shit, that's amazing. I feel like this is a next-gen experience. One such experience for me was Infamous Second Son. When I was looking at the controller and I saw that, oh yeah, it's changing colors on the back and then I saw that it had a little speaker and it was so cool when I shook it to spray. You might think this is a very marginal thing but it gave me that next-gen feeling. When I saw those graphics, that gameplay, those are what made me say that, oh yeah, this purchase was worth it. That's what made me happy. Then I went to Killzone Shadow Fall and again the same thing happened. Everything felt amazing. I never wanted to touch DualShock 3 ever again because it felt useless and light and cheap compared to DualShock 4. That's what next-gen should be about. Not about catering to an underpowered console. Look, making games for a console is not the same as making it for PC. On a PC, you cater to the most powerful spec you can get out. Once you do that, you set some minimum, some medium, things like that, so that then the game can run at those settings as well with that hardware. Sure, that's what happens. 
But when you do it on a console, you just do it for a particular one. You just use anything that you can to the certainty that you know you can use it in the best way. After that, well, you get the game out. But if you try to give it to a much older console that is much weaker, it's not the same exactly. You have to actually port it. On a PC, it's a different thing altogether. There are files that can be activated and not be activated based on the system you have. On a console, it doesn't work that way. You cannot give the same disk of data to the other console and expect to shut those features off. It's not the same architecture. It's not the same development process. So yeah, it doesn't make sense to do that. It's just a stupid move. One that I hope 343 Studios have realized. At this moment, they have denied that they are uh, going to delay the game into 2022. They have denied that the game is being cancelled on Xbox One. Well, these, well, denials are nothing new. It happens. It doesn't mean that it isn't true. It doesn't mean that they don't want to do this. They will do it eventually. But at the time, they don't want to look bad because there's been so much bad press about Halo Infinite. And look, I'm a fan of Halo. I want Halo Infinite to be the best one. I really wanted to. I was a huge fan of Halo 4. Then came Halo 5 and I was like, oh no, this is terrible. And Halo Infinite is the last chance Halo's ever gonna get, I guess. It's kind of becoming irrelevant. I know it's hard to accept, but it is. It's not a monstrous IP anymore. It's just, it's just an IP at this point. And, well, that sucks. Well, uh, anyways, yes, catering to next-gen is vital. As I talked about it on my Twitter, once you're making a game and if you're a first-party studio, you have to make it for the next-gen. Showcase the power of that console. Showcase why people have to upgrade. Why they need to upgrade. If you're making a game like Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed or FIFA, any sports game basically, any game that isn't that hard to work on because of the manpower that they already have and the schedule that they have and the fact that they try not to change much year by year, then, well, you can of course bring it to the next gen and the current gen, but that isn't something that can happen for a long time it'll be just for one year like far cry 6 yes this time it's coming for ps4 and ps5 but trust me it won't come for the ps4 in the next run unless they're trying to make an expansion to this one as well just like far cry 4 and 5 and 3 well yeah they definitely will be doing that but the next game probably won't be on ps4 you don't see Far Cry 5 on PS3 or Far Cry 4. I'm not sure about Far Cry 4, but I don't think it was on PS3. The point is, these games are games that are made by huge companies. Companies that have a schedule to keep. Companies that really don't care if their game sucks or not. They just release it at some point. So, it makes sense for them to bring it to both generations. 
But other companies that they don't have that chance to release it on both consoles, hoping that they should make something amazing, just like first parties, they make the game that blows your mind. When was the last time you were blown away, genuinely blown away by FIFA or NBA or at this point, Assassin's Creed, although to be honest, Odyssey did blow my mind away, but not as much as Assassin's Creed 2. But still, you get my point, right? It's not that easy anymore. So for those, it's fine to do cross-gen. It's consumer-friendly. But when it comes to first parties, it's actually very anti-consumer. You're holding back your own game. You're holding back features that you could put there just because you're trying to cater to a much underpowered console? Why? Well, that sucks, doesn't it? Now, let's get to the next point. One point that I think people should probably not talk about it as much. People are saying that, well, yeah, it looks fine on PS4, but pff, it'll look better on Xbox Series X. Oh, shit. PS4 5 has this problem. 175 gigabytes. Oh, shit. PS5 can't run, well, it can't run Resident Evil 8 on 1080. Oh, shit. Okay. Look. Rumors. They just exist. I'm not going to say where my sources are. I'm not going to say what I know. I'm just going to stick to the facts. Will the games look better on Xbox Series X? Probably a little better. Not by a huge margin. Look at the facts that we have. Not counting the teraflops which to me, it doesn't really matter. It's not that much of a difference. And besides, teraflops, as I did say, is that accumulative point that that system has. Does it really matter? Well, there are very different things that can change your perspective on it. For one, the CPU on PS5 and GPU has variable speed rate. Is it bad? No, actually, it's really good. It can help GPU and CPU just, you know, do stuff more balanced. If CPU is not being used much, give that power to GPU. If GPU is not being used much, give that power to CPU. Why not? It's a balanced thing. But with Xbox Series X, all fixed. Which means it can get bottlenecked. Very possible, actually. Also possible on PS. Five, but Xbox Series X with no variable speed, yeah, that's more likely. Then we come to this. If Xbox is more powerful, does this mean that games will definitely look much better? Look, I'm gonna reference something that Jeff Ke Jeff Kelly said. He said, "If you're bragging about being the strongest console, you have to show me something." Xbox hasn't shown that. We haven't even seen a good multi-platform game being run on it. Last thing we saw was Assassin's Creed Valhalla and it did not look good. Now, let me be frank with you. Let me be honest. Will it look better? As I said, marginally, no. Just a small bit. Now, how small is that? Take a look at something like 
PS4 Pro and Xbox One X. Some games, well, Xbox One X, it does a much better job, such as Shadow of Tomb Raider. Some games don't look that different at all. So, will it matter at the end of the day? Definitely not. Sorry to say that. It really, really won't. These changes are so small, and when you say it looks better, what are you expecting? A higher frame rate? That's where it's doubtful. I don't think any developer would spend extra time to optimize it better on Xbox Series X, considering Lockhart also exists. At that point, they'll just port the game, if they're making it on PS5 or on Xbox Series X, and be done with it. Don't expect a huge change. Trust me, the most change you'll definitely see is not in textures, is not in light, nothing like that. Those are all the same. The one thing that'll probably be better could be resolution and frame rate. And again, that is up to developers. They can even not change it. At most, maybe Series X will have, for example, 60 frames while PS5 is locked at 30 frames. Will it make a huge difference? No, not that much. If 4K 60 and 4K 30, I'd probably go to 1080 and 120 or 40, 1440 and something else. This is something that you should probably know. It doesn't make a huge difference. It really, really does not. Trust me, it does not. I'm not trying to protect Sony or anything. I'm not trying to bash Xbox. I'm just saying the facts. It's not that huge. If I put a game running on Xbox One X and PS4 Pro in front of you, there's a very slim chance you might be able to notice what's different between them. That's actually true. You won't probably notice it. I won't even say which one is running on which. You just have to guess. And trust me. If you don't know, then you won't know, unless you go in and zoom on the picture, which is stupid. Why would you do that? So yeah, don't say that. Second thing, no OS on the planet takes up 175 gigabytes. What the hell? What are you thinking? Whoever started this rumor is dumb. Sorry to say that, but you're dumb. The way they got this number is actually very easy. They thought to themselves that, well, yeah, that's one terabyte. And Sony's saying 825 gigs is available to you. That's a weird number. So 175 remains. That must be the OS. Holy shit. What people got from that was that let's subtract, subtract 175 from 825 and see how much remains. Holy shit, that's a low space. You guys are losing that much to your OS. Sony sucks. Who? Who, who said that? <laughs> who really fought for a second? I mean, use your brain, people. 175 gigs. That is not an OS. Trust me. No OS on the planet is that much. Not even Windows or Macintosh. How would you think that's real? I heard from someone that they said it's only 1.5 gigs. I don't know if that's true, but it is a possibility. We've seen OSs with that kind of size on mobile phones. 
So yeah, it could be possible that that's how much the OS really is. Or it could be a bit more. But whatever the hell it is, trust me, it's not taking anything out of your own storage. If the storage is 825, 820, whatever the final version will be, then that's it. That's how much you'll get. You're not going to lose it more to the OS. These kinds of rumors are stupid. They come from people who want to protect their brands. Unfortunately, there are a lot of negativity surrounding Xbox Series X and the news and the rumor. It's just too much. No doubt about it. PS5 dragging it down like this, thinking it will be dragged down, it won't work because you need something credible. Coming up and saying, RDNA 1, it's even RDNA 1, <laughs> it sucks. It's not RDNA 1. I know that. Everyone knows that. You really think Sony's that dumb to release a console with old architecture? That's not true. Also, Xbox Series X is not full RDNA 2. That's a fact. The problem is, we blindly want to trust the creators and say that, yeah, these guys are amazing. It's not always like that. Even Sony might have some faults. We've yet to know them because they haven't done a teardown. So it might be possible we find some things that we don't like in the teardown. Now, another thing about the Resident Evil. I have no knowledge of that game at this point. I have no idea when this game had even started development or what's it all about. I, I don't have anyone there to know more. But as far as I know, it's impossible that game was running like that. And it was struggling to be full HD. Why do you believe this? Just because Halo is not doing well in the media? Doesn't mean that you have to go after other games that, with rumors that don't make sense. All I'm saying is, enjoy the war. Don't tarnish it, don't taint it. Just enjoy it. Enjoy the banter, enjoy people bashing each other on a fun scale. Don't let it get to your head. Don't let anyone say that something else sucks and you love it. If I'm saying Xbox Series X sucks, well, screw me. Because you might like Xbox Series X. Power to you. Love that console. If somebody says PS5 sucks, I'm not going to go attack them. I'm just going to say, good for you. you like that one. Mm. If I say Xbox Series X sucks... You have the right to tell me, screw you, and go off in the sunset. But I'm not going to come and say that. Because we're just supposed to enjoy this little war. Because it's fun. So, that's it. To summarize, <laughs> multi-platform games will not look that much better on Xbox Series X. Number two, PS5 or Xbox Series X are not in trouble as much as we think they should be. And don't believe the hardware rumors, game rumors that you're hearing. They're all nasty rumors designed to antagonize each other. That's all the takeaway you should have. I hope you guys will have a lovely day and I hope to talk to you guys very soon. Until next time with the next episode.